the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, hello there. Hello there, Yins. That's my ode to Pittsburgh. Yins. Their version of you all. I have so many questions about the virus. I'm going to make a list of them. What is it exactly that prompted me originally? Well, a lot of things, but the one that I still can't get rid of, and it's in my angry file, and I'm not an angry guy. Every Everyone who knows me knows the lighthearted disposition that God or nature gave me. But righteous anger is a very beautiful thing. If you're angry about people hurting people when they didn't have to or deliberately, then that's a good anger. And I can't get out of my system that in the United States of America in 2020, and maybe still, I don't know, you could not visit... Your, your dying friend or relative, even if you wore a mask. And then they have the chutzpah. Why is it chutzpah? Because the assumption is we're very, very pliant and stupid. That is the combination that you must have to take them seriously about masks. Why could you not wear a mask to visit your, your, a person put in solitary confinement? We put good people in, into solitary confinement for, for nearly a year, maybe a year. I don't know. Are visits allowed now? So let me say to all of you whom I love, I will knock down the hospital door and get arrested in order to visit you. That people didn't do that and listen to the, quote, authorities is not what I expected from Americans. What was Jefferson's statement about tyranny? If you want to look that up, there's a very famous statement Thomas Jefferson made about tyranny. So that's one question. If masks wear, why couldn't you visit your mother? Here's another one. Why would anybody who had COVID get an inoculation? Do you have an answer for that, LM? Do you, my dear listener, do you have an answer? Why would anyone who had COVID and has the antibodies would get a vaccine? 
So is this would this be the first virus in history that one is not immune to after contracting it? There's another one. Why were schools shut down when we have virtually no transmission leading to anything ever serious between a child of, let's say, eight and an adult or a child to a child? Here's another question. Tucker Carlson talked about this last night. I've talked about it before, but he filled in more details than I knew. Where did they come up with six feet? (laughs) Did Did you ever wonder that? Why not seven or five? Where did six feet come from? According to Tucker Carlson's researchers, and they're, they're pretty adept at this, it came uh, as a German scientist over 100 years ago in the 19th century, speculated, because that, in that time it really was speculation, that you need two meters of distance for these things not to infect another. But there are countries that said three feet. Why did we say six feet? Because of AOC. Ah, not Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Abundance of caution. I have to say AOC strikes me as a dangerous acronym. <laughs> Abundance of caution. I'm going to say something, and I have to really choose my words carefully, not because I ever patronize you, but because I have I have to, for ethical reasons, I believe. I have to watch my words here. My, my instinct when I see people wearing masks, I don't mean, let's say, people with a comorbidity that I'm not aware of or very old people whose immune system is compromised. I, I, I say nothing about them because they need to feel secure given their condition. But for 95% of those walking outdoors with masks, I because I know some wonderful people who do. I have to watch my words. But my instinct is despair. Well, this I don't have to watch. My instinct is despair. That's, that's, isn't that the best term? That, that my fellow American is doing something so stupid, but I don't care if people do stupid things. I care if they do stupid things that are harmful. Do you not realize how harmful masks are to the social fabric of a society? How much less people interact? It is not normal. And my best argument is my antipathy to the veil that many Muslim women wear. It dehumanizes them. So why doesn't this mask dehumanize you? 
there used to be a saying about someone who did something shameful. This guy can't show his face around town anymore. Show your face. That's you. It may be fair, it may be unfair. That is you. You're hiding your face for a year for no good reason? I see these ads for masks. Do you know we all fantasize? And I'm not speaking about the erotic. I'm speaking about fantasizing other things. So we all fantasize something that would just change a lot. I have one. Here's a fantasy. That there were as many ads telling people not to wear masks outside as there were telling them to wear it outside. But no, I'll bet you no billboard company would put it up. Right? I mean... What if we just quoted from scientific literature, masks outdoors are generally useless? Anyway, so there are a lot of questions that I have. But what, do you, what is your answer, folks, to if masks are effective, why can't you visit your, your dying relative with a mask on? What What do you think the answer is to that? Or that you should get the vaccine even if you had COVID? Do you know it is the much healthier way to become immune is through your body developing immunity as a result of contracting the illness? I read about this stuff a great deal, half from the beginning. That is the way the body, and not just the body, but the, the society develops immunity. And how about children? They really need to develop immunity. Not necessarily through an RNA vaccine. Back in a moment. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Janice's story. I was skeptical at first. But because of the pain that I was having when I would uh, substitute teach and have to climb stairs, so I have lower back, hip, and even knee pain. And after about three weeks, I found that I could climb stairs pain-free. But it wasn't only pain-free. I could do it step over step without holding on the railing. I'm really happy. It's, it makes me feel like I'm young again. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. Eight hundred five hundred eighty three eighty four. Just know you're Hi everybody, Dennis Prager here. 
because I'm gonna make One of my favorite people, actually two of my favorite people, but one of the two is on, Phelan McAleer. I'm sorry? They're both on? And Ann? Ah, and Ann McAlaney. These are two of my favorite people on Earth. Now, I cannot say anything beyond Earth, but on this planet, I adore these people. I discovered them with through their magnificent video, which you should still see, about fracking. And they have also done a play. They did a play which was, I saw, I went to it, is mesmerizing. What they do is they, they don't write a single word themselves. They simply take transcripts. And in this case, it was of the uh, trial uh, in, uh, in Missouri. Yeah, in Ferguson, exactly. And now they are, have made a new movie uh, with regard... Oh, they're making, sorry, making... Oh, I'll get all the details. Making a new movie with regard to Hunter Biden. So, uh, Anne and Phelan, tell us about the movie. Well, good morning, Dennis. Great to be on here. Uh, great to hear your voice, and thank you for that lovely introduction. Yeah, we're making a movie called My Son Hunter uh, to tell the true story about Hunter Biden and the Biden family and uh, all of their shenanigans. And we've just launched the campaign this morning. And uh, people from all over the country are reacting very positively because so many people are very angry that the media suppressed this story, that no one found out what these people have been up to all these years. So we're getting a great reaction. If, we're, if the media won't tell this story, if the media won't do their jobs, well, we're going to do it for them. Well, uh, are you aware that it's already being blocked? No. Yeah. I'd like you, while we are on the air, I would like you to to type in uh, the name of your movie.com. MySonHunter.com. MySonHunter.com. Both both Alan and I tried right before you came on, and we got a message that this was being blocked. I'm I'm trying, but yeah, mine might be cached. But no. Wait, wait, wait. This did you get it? Did, did you get in? Making the movie. It's kind of bizarre. Okay, I got in. I okay, got so in. then you know what? It's our good. Thank God. It's our Wi-Fi. We're, we're in a, an enclosed Wi-Fi. Good. Thank God. So people go to, again, give them the website. So it's mysonhunter.com. People can go right now to mysonhunter.com um, and, help us, and help us do this. As you know, we, we did something like this before with another untold story, the Gosnell movie. That's and right. we asked the public to help us, you know, that time. And, you know, people really responded, and we're hoping that that will happen again this time. This is an amazing story. The details, you, you cannot make this stuff up. You know, the idea that there is a guy out there who, you know, God help him, right, has a drug difficulty, and, you know, no one's saying anything bad. You know, th- th- stuff happens to people, right? But this is a guy who has a drug problem, who got a woman pregnant and abandoned her child, a guy who went to rehab and on his way into rehab decided instead to go off and live with a woman, a homeless woman called Bicycles instead of going in, a guy who also went to the Navy, got a special dispensation because he was older, got into the Navy on the first day, tested positive for drugs. This is a guy who randomly gets money from the Chinese, gets a diamond ring from the Chinese. But this is a guy most specifically who, when an energy company 
were trawling the planet saying, we need a guy on our board, we need the right guy on our board, thought that this was the guy, this was the only guy to fill that job, just being paid $50,000 a month, that that was the only guy, after doing a worldwide search, that's the guy you want. Now, anybody, any regular person with any kind of regular common sense smells a rat and they are right. <laughs> the way you described it, 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 it's of course, it's absurd. He was chosen because he was the son of the vice president of the United States. Correct. Yeah, um, but what did the vice pre- what did the vice president do for him then? You know, uh, what about the prosecutor in the Ukraine? And you know, so this this is this is a great story. This is, I call this uh, Austin Powers meets King Lear with a bit of House of Cards thrown in. You know, you know, this is a, a family drama because Bo was always trying to impress his father. But it's also a family. Is this a crime family? Is why did he get three million from the mayor of Moscow's wife? You know, for what reasons? For what purposes? Where did it go? In an email, he says, "Give ten percent to the big guy." Is Joe Biden the big guy? These are questions the media should have asked. If the media did their job, we wouldn't be making this movie because the story would be out there. But, uh, by the no, way, that should be the motto of your uh, of your movie. If the media did its job, we wouldn't have made this movie. That's absolutely true. It's well, absolutely no, true. it's a good motto. You probably it's know, like I'm we, sure you've reported yeah, that MRC, on. the immediate research center, did a, did, a, did a polling and asked to people who voted for Joe Biden, they asked them, you know, did they know this story? A massive percentage didn't know this story at all. Over 30%, I think, didn't know this story at all. And of people who did vote for Joe Biden and were asked about this story, they said 17% said they would, it would have changed their vote. I'm not saying that they were going to vote for Trump, but they would have changed their vote. This would have had a massive, massive effect, you know, without talking about any other aspects of the election. This particular suppression, you know, and they talk about, you know, with the last election, they, talk, you know, they talked about foreign interference. Well, there was interference in this last election, and we know what that interference was, and it was Twitter, and it was Facebook, and it was the media ignoring mm-hmm. a massive, mm-hmm. massive media story. Mm-hmm. Right? Suppressing the story. During, a, during a presidential Not campaign. Well, uh, is that part of your movie, The Silence of the Media? Yes. 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 Good. Uh, I, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, a dram- it's a very dramatic... I mean, it's, it's reverse... It's reverse all the president's men, you know. Um, I mean, you literally have people going around trying to, journalists going around trying to suppress the story. I remember when it came out, they were landing and attacking other journalists on Twitter for carrying this story. They didn't support the New York Post when Twitter locked them out of their account Mm -hmm. 17 days for daring to to be disrespectful to His Majesty and 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 Prince Hunter. You know, um, you know, it's, it's funny. I, I, I describe Hunter Biden as, as the Prince Harry of, of the Biden family, you know, in a funny way. And on a personal level, you know, he's he's the spare son. Bo was always the golden boy. He's been spending his life trying to, to live up to this this person he could never live up to. And it's a family tragedy, but it's a tragedy for America, too, that, that they didn't know the truth going into an election. So how do, all right, how do we help you? They're going to know the truth. We don't, we don't have a lot of time, and I have a lot of passion for your work. How do people help you? 
They can go right now to mysonhunter.com, mysonhunter.com, and just give what you can. And we really appreciate your time this morning, Dennis. Thank you so much for having us. I will help you whenever I can. You're special people. This is is a special movie. Uh, It is also up at dennisprager.com in case you forget. We have to make these movies. Hello, my friends. One of my favorite organizations is the Alliance Defending Freedom, ADF. They are working overtime because never, literally never in American history has freedom been assaulted as it is right now in the United States. The land of the free and the home of the brave, the place of the Statue of Liberty, the place where the iconic symbol is the Liberty Bell, is now looked at by France. France, the place that gave us the Statue of Liberty, from the highest echelons of France, and these people are socialist Democrats, and they have contempt for the ideas coming from America. It's a big article in the New York Times. Surprised they published it. Defending Freedom is the alliance defending freedom, and there's a specific issue I want to talk to them about. The them is Matt Sharp in Atlanta, Georgia, and Sherry Laurie in Anchorage, Alaska. Is that correct? My friends, is that correct? I got you both right. All right. Excellent. Okay. What's the case that you're working on now? Or one of the cases. They they take cases up to the Supreme Court. This is, it's not about a case. This is about a bill before Congress. What's the bill? So the legislation we're concerned about is the so-called Equality Act that would add gender identity and sexual orientation to our nation's civil rights laws. And what we've seen is when States and cities have enacted similar laws. Um, They've had incredibly terrible consequences on religious organizations, on women's sports, um, and particularly here with Sherry, uh, on women's shelters. And so um, Sherry can talk a little bit more about what they do. uh, But we saw what happened when Anchorage, Alaska, passed a city version of the Equality Act and what it meant for uh, Sherry's work with women in the city of Anchorage. Okay, what, what happened, Sherry? Um, well, I'd like to say I'm here in Anchorage, Alaska. Um, I am the executive director of the Downtown Hope Center, which is an organization, a charitable organization, faith-based, that cares for homeless people in Anchorage. We provide meals, laundry, shower services, job skill training, clothing handouts, and we, we do it to everybody, all men, all women, um, who need those resources. And so, um, But at night, we have a all-women shelter, a 50-bed all-women shelter. And these women um, have come off the streets. Um, many have been trafficked, are uh, either running away from trafficking or still in the throes of going back and forth trying to get out of it. Um, they've been abused severely. Um, some of them have been raped. They'll show up at our door right after having been raped. So these are very, very um, vulnerable and, and abused women. And so what happened was a couple years ago, um, a male identifying as a female showed up at our door. Now, Anchorage has a very similar law. It's a, a local ordinance to the, the Equality Act, to this one particular part of the Equality Act. Um, so 
this male identifying a female showed up at our door. He was very drunk. He was wounded, a big gash down his face, dressed in a pink nightgown, and wanted to stay in our women's shelter. Now, this was in the middle of winter in January. Um, because of his injury, I put him in a cab and paid for it myself and sent him to the hospital for care. But it took quite a while to get him to do that. Um, so what happened after that, though, is he chose to file a complaint against us. Um, and then that's, that's where we um, ended up connecting with ADF. And they, they were amazing. They came alongside us and, and really... We got to the point in the suit where it was resolved with Anchorage, and the, the city now, um, through that suit, realized how important it was really to protect these women at this point. So what's the story with that law in Anchorage? It's still on the book. So so, so, no, so nothing's improved there? Oh, no, not at all. So somebody listening who is woke will say, look... It happened once in all this time. What's the big deal? Um, I believe it has happened in other places, but the big deal is these are women who have suffered rape, sex trafficking, domestic violence. And these women, they cannot share these spaces with men. I mean, they sleep within three feet of each other on these mats. Um, and it's it, it bring, there's so much... It completely disregards their right to privacy, to dignity, to safety. Um, they've been traumatized. And so we cannot let a male identifying as a female come into the shelter. Um, it doesn't matter. It could be somebody. It doesn't matter what they're dressed like. It doesn't matter if they have a beard or not. They have, according to the ordinance in Anchorage, the right to have equal access to our shelter. All right. Hold on there. This is really important. And you should all go to... Uh, their website, which I will announce upon return, is the Alliance Defending Freedom. It's it's unbelievable what's happening. Let there be no doubt, big tech and the far left have joined forces to purge America of conservative views. So why exactly are we choosing to give big tech companies all of our personal data? The battle lines have been drawn. Big tech has made it clear which side they're on. Now was the time to take a stance. Protect your personal data from big tech with the VPN I trust for my online protection express VPN. Every device, whether you're on your phone, laptop, or TV, has a unique string of numbers called an IP address. When you search for things, watch videos, or even click a link, big tech companies can use that IP to track your activity and tie it back to you. So stop handing over your data to big tech companies whose aim is to censor you and spy on you. Defend your rights and protect your internet activity with the VPN I use. Visit expressvpn.com Prager, E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N com slash Prager to get three extra months free expressvpn.com slash Prager. Hello, my friends. I'm Dennis Prager. And I would uh, like to remind you about a, a magnificent film about what is happening at our border. I have two uh, lawyers with ADF. I'm sorry? One lawyer and one, all right, one of you is a lawyer and one of you is not, is that correct? That's correct. <laughs> That's right. Which one is not? I'm, no. I'm not. Uh, I'm the attorney, yeah, and Sherry is one of our clients. 
Oh, I get it. Ah, and that's clearer to me. What am I going to say? All right, that was my fault. Forgive me. All right. Uh, I, it's not, it's okay not to be a lawyer, Sherry, by the way. I'm not a lawyer either. So. I don't think I'd want to be a lawyer right now. <laughs> when would you want to be? What did, what did Shakespeare say? First kill all the lawyers? I don't know. I don't yeah, think yeah, it's in one of now, Shakespeare's plays. <laughs> but we certainly need them. Listen, lawyers, we folks. Do. Yeah, exactly. You need lawyers to to make this fight. ADF is doing it. Before yeah. anything else, what is the website people should go to? So they can visit adflegal.org backslash Dennis. That's adflegal.org backslash Dennis. And so they can learn more about Sherry's case. Uh, with the Downtown Hope Center in Anchorage, or uh, what they can do to help stand against the Equality Act so that what happened to Sherry does not happen to other women's shelters across the country. Well, you're taking it on for many reasons, and another one is is sports. This is the giveaway to the meanness at the heart of the so-called compassion movement on behalf of the transgendered. The meanness, the, the transgendered, the number of of people who change sex is extremely small. The number of women in athletics is extremely large. And they have decided that women's athletics don't matter. Have you taken on a case with regard to a women's athletics already? Yes. In fact, we've got two of them. Uh, One of them is representing four incredibly talented female athletes in Connecticut. And in Connecticut, their policy is a guy, if he identifies as a girl, can start competing on the girls' team. And what happened was two guys in Connecticut, two biological males, began competing and within just a matter of months dominating women's track and field, not just in Connecticut, but throughout New England. And as a result, there was about 15 championships that these two males captured, uh, 16 records that had been held by women that these two males uh, took and broke, and about 80 instances where a girl lost a spot on the podium or lost the chance to advance to the next round of competition because two guys in Connecticut were allowed to compete on the female team. And that just shows, like you said, only it only takes one or two males to completely upend and destroy fairness in women's sports as we know it. Well, there's no reason for women's sports if men, if biological men can compete with them. It's, it, I, I, I have read so much on the other side. They never grapple with, is it fair to the women? It, it, they, all they talk about is, is compassion for the transgender, which is fine. I do have compassion for the transgender. It, it can't be fun to uh, be at war with your biology. So I, I, my heart goes out to these people, but I'm not going to wreck the, the entire sports world of women and their opportunities because of that compassion. So how did that case go? Well, we're still in the midst of it. Uh, so we actually had a hearing uh, just a couple of weeks ago and waiting to see what the judge does there. Um, And then we've also got another one going on in Idaho, where Idaho took steps to protect women's sports. Last year, they passed a law that simply says biological males, no matter how they identify, can't play on girls' teams. They can continue to play on guys' teams. They can even play on co-ed teams. But 
to your point, women's sports should be reserved for females. And that case uh, is now on appeal to the Ninth Circuit, and we're involved there helping the state of Idaho. Yeah, as soon as I heard uh, Idaho, I thought. States, yeah. I, as soon as I heard Idaho, I thought Ninth Circuit. So what? What? What chance do you have there? Well, interestingly, the Ninth Circuit has one of the the strongest opinions upholding the principle that it is perfectly okay to preserve women's sports for females. The Ninth Circuit recognized that there are physiological differences, uh, different bone density and muscle strength and all of those things, and even said, if we allow guys into girls' sports, that's going to be the end of girls' sports as we know it. So all we're asking the Ninth Circuit to do is follow their precedent that they've already held on the permissibility of preserving women's sports for females. And uh, in the time left, tell us what is the state of the proposed Democratic Party law on equality? So the Equality Act, it's passed the House, uh, which was not unexpected. It, it has passed the House before, and, and the battle's really going to be in the Senate. Um, we know right now that there's still the filibuster and Hopefully that will hold, um, because as long as it does, I think there's a lot of people and a growing number of people recognizing the harms of the Equality Act to women's sports, to shelters. Um, but I think it's going to be very important for us to continue to speak out to contact senators and let them know to vote against the Equality Act. And All right. Give us your, we- your, your website one more time. It's adflegal.org backslash Dennis, adflegal.org backslash Dennis. Thank you both. It's very important work that you're doing. Or go to our website where we have it. We'll be back. The Dennis Prager Show. It is fundraising month for Prager. You you know what's happening in the country, and there's there are, thank God, many wonderful groups doing great work to preserve liberty. But nobody is doing the same work that we're doing of changing minds, and especially young people's minds, as effectively. We have a billion views a year. We want to grow and grow and grow. When I see, when I see petitions at colleges, 1,700 professors and students demand the ouster of a professor, I will report to you next hour such a such an instance. It it is a staggering story where the person said nothing wrong, and thousands signed a petition to get rid of her. All right. By the way, I want to thank Mark in Palm Harbor, Harbor, Florida, for the Jefferson quote. I was thinking about resistance to tyrants is obedience to God. Reminds me of of the psalm, those who love God must hate evil. My favorite verse in the the Bible. I want to know if you hate evil. If you hate Trump and you don't hate evil, which is usually the way it works, you can tell a, a lot of Almost everything. What do you hate is a fantastic question to ask people. What or whom? Overwhelmingly, the people who hated Trump did not hate evil. Hatred is selective, obviously.
That's the uh, th- that was the great phrase from Jefferson. Kill all the lawyers comes from Henry the Sixth, Part Two, Act Four, Scene Two. Jack Cade says, "I thank you, good people. There shall be no money. All shall eat and drink on my scene, on my score, and I will apparel them all in one livery." that they may agree like brothers and worship me, their Lord. Dick, the first thing we do, let's kill all the lawyers. (laughs) Jack Cade, nay, that I mean to do. Is not this a lamentable thing? (laughs) All right, much coming up. I'm Dennis Prager.